Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Open your Bibles this morning to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. A few weeks ago, Lindsay and I were sitting in our home watching television. And um, we've been having difficulty with the television set in our living room. It's old, and uh, from time to time it blacks out. Half the screen goes dark, and lines appear to where you can't make out the faces of anyone, you can't read any of the graphics. Just irritates the life out of me. Right in the middle of a good program, all of a sudden the TV will just go crazy. And uh, it happened over and over and over again, and it takes about 20 minutes for it to clear up. And I just got so sick and tired of that television acting up. Have you ever been sick and tired? (laughs) I just had had enough of that silly television doing what it was doing, because it had been doing it for several months. And I got mad. And I got up and I walked over to it and I laid hands on it and said, be healed in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Within five seconds, it cleared up. And I was in a state of shock. Here I am, an evangelist in the healing ministry, and I prayed for a TV and it got healed and I'm shocked. All of a sudden, the picture cleared up, clear as a bell. That's been several weeks ago. Have not had one single problem with it since. And I thought to myself, do we really understand the authority that we have in Jesus' name? Do we comprehend what we can do by the authority of his name? Look now at Philippians chapter 2, and I believe it's verse 9. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, that is Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name, someone who has pain in your right arm. If you'll stand up your lower, the lower part of your right arm, if you'll just stand up right now, you're going to find healing is coming into your arm right now. I don't know who you are. Just stand up right now. Start moving your arm. You're going to find pain in your arm leaving now. You'll be able to move it It's just above your wrist and you're going to find the pain is leaving you now. Somebody give praise to the Lord this morning. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now the name of Jesus is from the Hebrew word Yeshua. Everyone say Yeshua. Yeshua. And that word means deliver, to deliver or to rescue. That's what Yeshua means in Hebrew. It means to deliver, it means to rescue. And that's what Jesus was sent to do, to rescue us from the grasp of the devil and to deliver us into the hands of God Almighty who created us. So that's what the name of Jesus means. And the Bible says that God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name named in heaven and earth. You speak any name and the name of Jesus is higher. Yeah. Yeah. 
cancer, Jesus' name is higher. Heart problems, effects of a stroke, Jesus' name is higher. Arthritis, blurred vision, deafness, intestinal problems, nervous conditions, whatever you can name. Fear, worry, anxiety, depression, discouragement, loneliness, bitterness, financial problem, marriage problem, business problem, whatever you say, whatever name you say, the name of Jesus is higher. For God hath given him a name which is above every name named in heaven and earth. And he doesn't stop there. He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God has given him a name which is above every name named. You name any name and his name is higher. But his name is only higher to you if you know it. And just knowing it is not enough. You have to act on it. The scripture says faith without works which means corresponding action is worthless. It's nothing. It's null and void unless you act on it. You can stand in the parking lot with the key to your car and say, this is the key to my car. I believe that if I get in it and push it in, that something will happen. My motor will start and I can drive. And you can declare that all day long. But until you put that key in there, ain't much going to happen. And I was talking with Pastor Stephen before the service. The two words that I want to, I want to talk about, I didn't know how this was going to work in, but it just seemed to work in right there. The two words that I was studying, one is declare. Everyone say declare. declare. And decree. Everybody say decree. decree. There's a difference in a decree and declaring. Declaring is stating a fact. Decreeing is commanding. There's a difference between explaining and, and declaring something and saying that something is true and making a decree. In World War II, the early stages, just before the Battle of Midway, which shifted the war in the Pacific and put the enemy forces on the run, there was a tremendous scene a man by the name of Chester Nimitz, Admiral Nimitz, was in charge of the Pacific Theater in the war. And uh, one of his admirals had come in and was, was, uh, was hospitalized. And he was supposed to lead uh, the, 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 this, this battle, the Battle of Midway, which ultimately destroyed four enemy carriers. And... Uh, Admiral uh, Nimitz said to him, who, is, who will you replace yourself with? Because he was hospitalized. And uh, he named a guy by the name of Ray Spruance, who was a junior officer. 
And Nimitz says to him, uh, I can only imagine what the Pentagon and the president is going to say when I put a junior officer in charge of this entire fleet. And uh, uh, Bill, Bill or Bull, they called him Bull, Bull Halsey was the name of the admiral who had been ill. And Halsey was the great uh, commander of, 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 of the expeditionary naval forces. He said to him, Admiral Nimitz, when you're in command, command. When you're in command, command. When you're in charge, when you're the boss, what you say goes. When you're in command, command. And they put Ray Spruance, who is a junior officer, to Admiral Fletcher, who would be the likely person to take over from Halsey. And it was Ray Spruance and his leadership that sank those four carriers which turned the tide of the war in the Pacific that the Americans eventually won. When you're in command, command. Now there is an authority. There is an authority that comes upon me when I preach, when I pray for the sick. But that same authority is on me at all times. I almost flippantly used it in the case of that television. When I stood up and laid hands on it and commanded it to be healed, and to my amazement it did, and the Lord began to show me, you have that authority on you all the time. Because you have the use of my son's name. January the 11th, 1980, I married Lindsay Salem. She was a law student and we had dated for 16 weeks and I asked her to marry me and she became Mrs. Richard L. Roberts. We got married in Orlando. Her family was living in Orlando after her father had passed away some years earlier. They had been, uh, she had been born in Michigan and when she was a, a teenager, they moved to Florida. She went to high school and graduated from college in Florida and he came to Tulsa to go to law school. That's how we met. And, but we went back home or back to her home to the Rollins College Chapel where she had graduated uh, to get married. And uh, she became Mrs. Richard Roberts. No longer was she known by the name of Lindsay Salem. She was known as Lindsay Roberts, Mrs. Richard Roberts. And I gave her the right to use my name. In the, in the natural sense, we would say she took my name. No longer was she known as Lindsay Salem, but she became known as Lindsay Roberts, Mrs. Richard Roberts. And very quickly, she learned how to use my name. She used it on checks. She used it on credit cards. And no matter where I was in the world, she could use my name. And it would be just like I was standing there next to her. Because I gave her the right to use my name. John 16, 24. Before now, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask and you shall receive 
so that your joy may be full. Now here's Jesus, like he's sitting around a campfire, just a little while before he's going to the cross. He gathers his disciples, his 12 disciples, including Judas, who you spoke about. Judas saw this as well. And said to them, up to this point, you've not asked anything in my name. Oh, you've heard me ask you. You've heard me cry out, Abba, Father. You, you've heard me and you've seen me do mighty miracles. You've seen the lepers cleansed. You've seen the sick healed, the dead raised. You've seen money come out of a fish's mouth. You've seen the miracle catch. You've seen a funeral procession stopped on the way to the graveyard. You, you've seen all these great things, but you've not asked anything. Now I'm transferring. I'm transferring the authority and the power to use my name. He gave them the power of attorney to use his name. That's how it started. That's how I got my authority. That's how you have your authority. And oftentimes we're not aware of the authority that we have. And we say things like, well, I guess it's just one of those things. Well, I could have gone and gotten another television, I'm sure. I could have gone down. Somebody would have been having a sale. You know, Lindsay's Lebanese and she never paid retail for anything in her life. You know, if it's not, 50, if it's not half of half and then a discount card on top of that, she won't buy it, you know. She'll go into a store and find a dress she wants and she'll march around it seven times <laughs> until the storekeeper comes over and says, how much do you want to pay? I just want to get you out of my store. <laughs> Reason I know is because I've been there when she's done it. Uh, she's that way. You know, she's Middle Eastern and, 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 and she didn't pay retail. Well, I, I could have gone and found a deal somewhere and bought a new TV monitor. You know, I, I've got, it's about, it's about yay big, you know, I like where you can see it. And uh, I, I could have done that, but I walked over and laid my hand on it. And I said, in the authority of Jesus' name, I command you to be healed. And lo and behold, it was. Hallelujah. And hadn't had a second's problem with it since. And the Lord showed me the power and the authority that I have. And it's not just to be used when I'm preaching. It's not just to be used. You know, we, we, we ministers flippantly say the word before we go out to a service, Lord, anoint me today. Well, no, I'm anointed all the time. And so are you. Because he's the same Lord. And you say, well, I wasn't one of the 12 disciples. Well, I got news, neither was I. But John clearly tells us that if we continue in his word, then we are his disciples. Now, we're not Peter, James, and John. We're not one of the 12. No, I understand that. But I got news. They're dead. And they're not coming back. They're, here. they're not here. You and I are here. We are his modern day disciples. And it's time for us to take our rightful seat of authority. Lindsay was talking this morning to me on the phone about a message she heard Christine Kane uh, preach. And she was using the same scriptures that Lindsay preached recently when she uh, preached a message on uh, time, time to take your rightful seat, your seat of authority. Well, the Lord's been dealing with me about that lately. He's been dealing with me about the difference between declaring and decreeing. And he's been, he's been dealing with me about holding back the darkness. There's an old Australian prophet by the name of Frank Holtgren. You probably never knew him. Big man, six foot six. He was a friend for many years before he went home to be with the Lord in his late 80s. 
and uh, I was very close to him, and he, he spent a lot of time with me, and as well as in Australia, and I got to know him uh, many years ago. And he said to me once, the reason why your father, Oral Roberts, lived until he was 91 is because he was one of the only people in the world who understood the power of holding back the darkness. Now, I, know, I want you to notice what I'm doing right now. Everybody put down your pen, your paper for just a second and do this. Put it out in front of you like this. Have you seen the movie Wonder Woman? <laughs> Any of you? Nod your head. Yeah. You seen it? You know what What does she do in that movie all the time? No matter what they shot at her, she just holds up like this. She's holding back the darkness. And Frank Holtgren said, that's what your father did. And that's why he lived so long because he was one of the only ones that God had on this earth who knew how to hold back the darkness. Well, I'll tell you what, it just set me on fire when I heard that. Because after the experience with the television set, I was praying and Lindsay and I were talking and the Lord said, you have that same anointing. And he said to me, did I not say to you that you would have a double portion of your father's anointing? He said, you have the same power through Jesus' name to hold back the darkness. Now, what is darkness? Darkness is anything that's not of God. Sin, sickness, fear, demons, poverty, anything that is that is a darkness that's coming against you, that's not from God. And you and I have the right and the power and the authority to hold back the darkness. I love that Wonder Woman movie. I, I, I like it. You know, that woman that plays it's a, a Jewish girl. You know, she's Israeli. And, and I just, I've, I've seen it half a dozen times. I probably could quote some of the dialogue to you, you know, because when she, it just sets me on fire when she does this because she's holding back the forces of evil. We have the same authority. I'm not talking about a Hollywood movie now, okay? I'm talking about the authority that we have in Jesus' name to hold back the darkness. What is it that you, that you need to hold back today? What are you saying? Are you saying, well, I guess it's just one of those things. Well, you know, it's like the woman who said, I always feel the worst when I feel the best, because I know how bad I'm gonna feel when I start feeling bad again. I mean, you know people like that? You know people that when they walk in the room, it feels like somebody got walked out? Do you know people like that? You know people who are so negative? Look straight ahead, don't look to your right or left. We got some negative eggheads in this world. But we have authority. We have authority. And when you're in command, command. A commander gives orders. A commander sets the tone. A commander says, no. I'm rebuking the darkness. And, and since that experience, I've been walking the floors of my home every day, walking around like this, saying, no devil, not today. Not today, devil. This is my day, devil. This is not your day. This is my day. I have authority over you. The Bible says you are under my foot. 
says, bottom of my shoe, look to you. You're in the bottom, you're under the, under the bottom of my shoe. And we have not, Jesus said, because we ask not. Somehow we think God's going to be diminished if he gives us something. I got news, shortages are man-made, not God-made. There's no shortage in heaven. He's walking on streets of gold. The walls up there are made out of jasper. The gates are made up out of pearls. There's no shortage in heaven. Shortages are in man's mind. But we have the authority. We have the authority. We have the authority over weather. I remember when my longtime friend Pat Robertson was criticized so heavily in the media because he prayed against a, a hurricane that was coming against Virginia Beach. And that hurricane turned around and went back out to sea. Let the heathen rage. Let the liberal media say what they want to say. That's what Peter was saying. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I was never so proud of Pat Robertson when he, when he prayed that prayer and that hurricane skedaddled and went back out uh, in, into the ocean. Oh, the media was all over him for doing that, you know. Well, who cares? Why would you be worried about what somebody else believes? Believe what the Bible says. This is the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will not pass away. And Lindsay's right. It's time for us to take our rightful seat of authority. Well, let that sink into you for just a minute. Let that get deep down on the inside of you. You have authority. You have power. Somebody asked Benny Hinn one time, well, how did you get this anointing? He said, because I asked for it. What are you asking for? Are you praying mamby-pamby prayers? Lord, if it be your will. Lord, if it's possible, are you saying in the authority of the name of Jesus? I command you, devil, you dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy devil, you take your hands off of God's property. You loose me. You loose my family. You loose my finances. You loose my health. You loose my emotions. You loose me in every area of my life. You have no authority over me. The only authority the devil has is the authority that we let him have. And I praise God. I praise God for the anointing and for the authority. And we, oft, we oftentimes make the mistake of thinking that the pastors and the evangelists are the only ones that have the anointing, that have the authority. You have the authority. Jesus transferred it. We're just up here trying to remind you of what you've got. Not something you need to go and get. You don't have to go and get faith. You've got it. Now you may choose not to use it, but you've got it. Because he said, God hath given to every person the measure of faith. You have all the faith you need. A man said to me, I've got all the faith I need. He said, I've got all the faith in the world. I said, well, that's your problem. You still got it. Faith was intended to be released. Faith was intended to be let go. Faith was intended to be used. It was not created in you or put in you, we might say, to just sit there and lie dormant. It's to be used. 
And I think that's one of the reasons why I love coming to World Harvest so much. Uh, because, you know, the, the power of God's here. You walk in, you feel it. Tony and that choir begins to sing. And you feel the presence of God. First time I came in here was a couple of years ago. And I walked through that door and they were singing. I just began to weep uncontrollably. I couldn't stop. Some of you were here. You may remember it. I couldn't stop. My daughter Chloe was with me. We couldn't stop crying. Because you don't feel this everywhere. Some places, you know, you get three points and a poem and a handshake. Well, I got news. I need more than three points and a poem and a handshake. I need the power of God. I'm fighting devils. I'm fighting devils every day. And my father used to say that one reason we were so opposed is because of the healing ministry. But Lindsay and I believe that is only partially true. I think the rest of it is the devil's fighting the anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks his back. He's fighting against the anointing. Yes, he hates the healing ministry. There's no doubt about that. But he hates the anointing because he knows the anointing breaks the yoke. It destroys the yoke of bondage. And every time we see a miracle, it's another slap in the devil's face. Take that, devil. Take that in the name of Jesus. Use the authority that you have. Then you say, well, Richard, you're special. Well, I know that. <laughs> My wife says I'm special. But not, she didn't mean it in that way. When it comes to the authority and the anointing of God, I'm not special. We have this right. We have a covenant right. And you have just as much right as I have. Because you're a child of the Most High God. The possessor of heaven and earth. And the one who delivers us from all of our enemies. Now for that to happen, we've got to take the authority that we have and use it. Now we don't have to abuse it. We don't have to slap people around in doing it. We don't have to lord ourselves over people. We can use our common sense that God has given us. Some people don't have the brains God gave a goat. And they get all out of kelter and you don't need to do that. You, know, you can be in order and you can have, and you can have miracles in your life through the authority of Jesus' name. And I praise God for it. So I've been walking around the house for days, for days doing this. Every time I think of it, I'm holding back the darkness. Lindsay called me. I just got out of the shower this morning. She called me and I meet us. Lindsay, I'm holding back the darkness. Darkness is coming against you. Darkness is coming against our children. Darkness coming against our ministry. I'm holding it back in Jesus' name. If my dad lived to 91 and held it back, I can hold it back. And if I'm alive teaching you, you can hold it back. Amen. Everybody, stand up on your feet. Hold your hands like this. Say, devil. Say this, devil. Come on, come on. Say, put your hands up here. Say, devil. I'm holding back the darkness. In Jesus' name. Say this, you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my finances. You can't have my health. You can't have my emotions. You can't have any part of me. Because I belong to God. I was paid for by the shed blood of Jesus. And so I hold back the darkness. Now somebody give him praise this morning. Come on, somebody give him praise. 
Give him praise. Give him praise. Lord, we're holding back the darkness. Praise God, you can be seated. Hallelujah. My goodness gracious. That's why you come here. That's why you get in your car and take your life in your hands on the California freeways. That's why you get on the 91 praying in tongues. I pray in tongues on every freeway, but especially the five and the 91. Glory to God. This is why you're here. Amen. This is why you come and you fill this place. Because you feel the power of God. Don't tell me you can eat strawberry ice cream and feel it going down your throat and you can't feel the power of God here. The power of God is in this place. And that's why Pastor Nancy founded this place. That's why Pastor Morgan, Pastor Stephen, and the family are, are, are involved here. Because they're bringing the power of God. They're preaching the power of God. Why? Because there's hell out there. Hell's out there waiting on you. Hell's going to try to disrupt, disrupt you. Disrupt? That's a new word. To disrupt you the minute you walk out that door. But you have the authority. And you walk out that door today. No, not today, devil. Not today. You can't have me. Doesn't the Bible say be violent in your faith? Yes. Now, I didn't say commit violence. It says violent in your faith. You know, don't take that scripture and go the wrong way. The violent take it by force. It was speaking of faith. It wasn't speaking of taking up the sword. You know, Peter was pretty rambunctious. And when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden, he took his sword and he cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. Well, I got news for you. He wasn't aiming for his ear. Probably was trying to cut his head off. And Jesus reached down in the dirt, picked up that bloody ear, and put it back on the man's head and said, Peter, you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And that's a message to all of us. We're not violent in that sense, but we're violent in our faith. Why do you keep saying it over and over and over again? Because you need to hear it over and over again. My dad used to teach me until you've heard something at least seven times. You haven't heard it. And he used to say you haven't preached a message until you've preached it at least seven times. Because you haven't heard it yourself. I want you to practice this. See, I'm holding back the darkness. Devil, you can't have me. I'm God's property. And if they won't go to heaven with me, I'm sure not going to hell with them. I'm holding back the darkness. And darkness is anything that's coming against you. Because that's from the devil. 
holding it back. It's changed my life these last three or four weeks. When I laid my hands on that TV and it got healed, I realized there's nothing too hard for God. If he can heal my TV, he can heal you. If I can hold back the darkness, you can hold back the darkness. You have not because you ask not. Well, I just believe that God's out there in control of everything and I'm just, just going to lay back and I'm just going let, to let, let it happen. Well, if that's what you want to do, you know. If you want to be pulverized for the, by the devil all your life, you know, it's a free country. I mean, we are in California. I mean, every fruit, nut, and flake that exists. I'm just saying, if that's what you want, but if that's not what you want, take authority. And when you're in command, command. Satan is not in control of this world. It just looks like it. Satan is not in control of the finances of this world. It just looks like it. There's a great end time transfer of wealth that's coming. The Bible says so. It says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Why? Because there is an end time harvest of souls. How is that going to happen? It's going to happen with the finances that come from the unrighteous into the hands of the righteous. Who is a righteous candidate in this room? Well, I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. Well, no, then, then you won't participate in it. Well, I don't know if this is possible. Well, it reminds me of the story of the man who stood at the gate of Samaria after the city had been submerged, 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 subdued. There you go. I'll get, it, I'll get it in a minute. I'm slow, but I'm worth waiting on. That city had been cut off for weeks and months by the enemy army. And uh, they were boiling the flesh of their own children and eating because they were starving to death. And uh, bread would cost the equivalent of $100 in those days. And uh, Elisha came along and said, what costs $100 tomorrow will cost a penny. And one man stood at the gate and said, can't be. Quick as a flash, Elisha turned and said, oh, yeah, it'll happen, but you won't eat it. You won't see it. And the next day, after those four men filled with leprosy marched against the army, and God multiplied their footsteps so much so that the enemy army began to say they've hired mercenaries against us and they ran from their lives and the day was saved and all the food and all the riches and everything the army had was brought into the city and sure enough what cost a hundred dollars the day before cost only a penny but in the exuberance of the people rushing out to gather in the spoils that man got trampled to death I'm not going to be trampled to death how about you I'm going to believe. Well, I saw this on the news. Well, who cares? Come on. Turn the news off. You think you could live a day without being reminded 25,000 times a day what's happened in some place? You know? 
God's my source. The earthquake is not my source. Tornado is not my source. Hurricanes are not my source. Shortages are not my source. God is my source. I look to him as the author and finisher of my faith. I look to him. I, I, I'm aware of the news, but I don't spend my life watching the news because they don't specialize in giving you good reports. They find what's negative and then they try to, to sensationalize it. But the way it's been this week, you'd think that, hurt, that earthquake was a 10.0. That's what they do. They get paid to do it. We don't have to pay to listen. Turn it off and look to God. And remember, God doesn't destroy things until he first removes the righteous. And there's a removal coming. God's removal system is coming. And he will take us to glory. And we'll be sitting in heaven's grandstand when the Antichrist shows up. We will be out of here. We won't be watching from this side. We'll be watching from the other side. We'll be watching when the battle of Armageddon comes. We won't be participating. We'll be watching when he rides in on that white horse <laughs> with the word of God as a sword coming out of his mouth. And when that angel comes down and puts that chain around the devil and throws him in the bottomless pit and when the false prophet and the antichrist are thrown into the lake of fire, we'll be cheering from the, from the grandstands of heaven then we're going to come back with him and we're going to rule and reign for a thousand years. My buddy, Jerry Savelle, I just talked to him the other day. He said, yeah, I'm coming back. I've decided I'm going to be the governor of Hawaii. He said, I love Hawaii. I'm going to be the governor of Hawaii. I said, well, that's, that's up to you, Jerry, wherever you, whatever you want. <laughs> but I'm not going to be here for all that stuff. And neither are any of you who have believed on Jesus. So let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. I slept like a baby last night. And I praise God for it. Now we take natural precautions. Sure. You got flashlights, you get water, you, you have a food supply. I understand those things. Those are, those are natural precautions. Sure. It's possible that someone could lose their power. And a lot of people did lose their power up in the Ridgecrest area. I know you take natural precautions, but those are things in the natural. But just as sure as you do those things, let's do what the supernatural says. Because the supernatural proceeds and uh, it takes over the natural. Praise God for that. Now let's go back to the scripture in Philippians. Let me wrap this up. God has given him a name. A name that's above every name named in heaven and earth. And at that name, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. I love the fact that Kenneth Copeland ends his broadcast by saying, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Well, he's not just Lord, he's my Lord. That's right. Is he your Lord? Yes. I praise God for that. And I'm, I've made a change in my life these past few weeks. I'm holding back the darkness. Devil, you can't have any of what's mine. You can't have what God has given me. You can't have my blessing. You can't have my anointing. 
you can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have their future. You can't have my money. You cannot have my health. You can't have my strength. I'm 70 years old and I'm stronger, I think, than I was when I was 50. I have health, I have strength. I'm still handsome. My wife thinks so. Don't tell her she's wrong. I'm still able to travel. I'm still able to run through a troop and leap over a wall. Just a couple of months I'll be in India. I've got more than 2,000 rural pastors who signed up for a conference for five days. We'll be teaching them on healing, the Holy Spirit, and seed faith. 2,000. I was there last year. I gave you a report one time, a video at 1,700 pastors in that. And they're all from rural areas where there is no internet. And I'm putting in their hands a tablet which we designed in China. It has uh, more than 20,000 pages of, uh, of, of resources from our ministry. And it has uh, hundreds of hours of audio and video including my entire online school. And they take those tablets, which is my gift to them. I'm not selling it. I'm giving it to them. It's a seed. And I'm paying for their room and board. Putting them up for that week. It's costing me a lot to do that, but it's my seed. I'm giving them those tablets. And they're going back. Those 1,700 pastors have already started 350 brand new churches. And virtually every day, I'm getting testimonies of healings and salvations and miracles. I've had several instances of people being raised from the dead since then. Cancers falling off of people's bodies. Miracles happening. Churches doubling and tripling. Crusades breaking out. And I can't wait to get back there again. And that's coming up in a few months. And I can hardly, hardly wait to get there and open my heart and preach. I'll be preaching uh, three times a day. I'll be preaching, I guess, about 15 times during that week and, and loving every second of it to get to impart into those pastors' lives and begin to show them how to hold back the darkness. Many of them never had any idea that they could pray for the sick, never even heard of it. Now they're having miracles almost every day. Praise God. He's given us a name, which is above every name named in heaven and earth. And at that name, every knee should bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you need healing today in some area of your life, stand up. Some area that you need healing. any area that you need healing. Physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, family, business, job, depression, discouragement, fear, anxiety, worry, Lay your hand on yourself. Shili Adanaka Sombra. Just begin to pray in tongues. Mosi Andanaka Sapraka Sariasa.
Did you not know that I am your source? Did you not know that I have given you power to hold back the darkness? Did you not know that I have given you my name? For that name of mine is above every name. Shoulders being healed right now. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every shoulder pain. Every shoulder pain come out now in Jesus' name. And there goes healing into shoulders right now. Someone's going to have free movement in your shoulder now. Someone will be able to move freely. In the name of Jesus, I see back pain leaving now. Every back I speak to you in the name of Jesus. Straighten up. Every bit of scoliosis, come out. Every back pain, leave and don't return. In the name of Jesus. Someone's going to be able to, to move freely now. Problem in the arm and the stiffness and swelling in the fingers. And the, and the problem with the forearm. Be healed. And the bicep. Be healed in the name of... There it goes right now. There's healing right now going into arms and hands. Swelling going down right now. Someone's going to have the free movement of your fingers now. Your fingers have been swollen and hurting. And now you're going to be able to move your fingers freely. There it comes right now. There's healing coming into fingers and into elbows and down the arm. The bicep down into the wrist and the forearm. In the name of Jesus. Someone's going to be able to lift your arm now without any pain or problem. That's healing. Every foot, every toe, every ankle, be healed. Every knee, fluid on the knee, problem with the ACL or the MCL. In the authority of Jesus' name, the, the, the bone grating against bone, I bind that now. In the name of Jesus, I send the word to that, to that very spot, to receive healing. Healing, 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 healing. It's the children's bread. Healing, healing, healing. Here it comes now. Healing coming into knees right now. Someone's going to find you able to, to, to move your leg and your knee without pain. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hips, be healed. Sciatica, come out. The pain that shoots down the back of the hip, down the leg, come out. That which draws one leg up shorter than the other. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lower back pain and pain in the upper back, in the center of your back. Be healed. Every disc, every vertebra, be healed in Jesus' name. And there it comes. There's a wave of healing. There's a wave of healing. It's moving across this congregation. I can see it in the spirit right now. People being healed right now. Just begin to rejoice and give him praise right now. Even in the midst of the prayer. Thank him. Thank him. Father, I rebuke cataracts and glaucoma. I thank you for the healing earlier of the cataract. I rebuke problems with hearing. The hearing loss. I come against it. And the problem with the eyes, be healed in the name of Jesus. I send the word to you, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, which says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I send that word. Uh, the calf muscle being healed right now. All the cramping. Uh, when you get up, you have to get up and walk around because of the cramping. Your leg cramping even today, that's being healed right now. 
That's being healed right now. That's being healed right now. Intestinal problem. I speak to that in Jesus' name. Bowel problem. Be healed. Colon. Be healed. I rebuke every trace of cancer. Cancer in the bone. Cancer in the breast. Cancer in the blood. Cancer in the brain. Come out. Every tumor. Every mass. Every growth. Come out. I take authority over it. I take hold of it by my faith and pull it out. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lungs open up. Lungs, bronchial tubes open up. Pulmonary problems be healed. Every asthma, every emphysema come out. In Jesus' name. Heart beat normally. Heart muscle, do your job. Heart which is enlarged, shrink down to the normal size. In Jesus' name. Every valve be healed. Every artery open up so that the blood may flow unrestricted in Jesus' name. Effects of a stroke be healed in the name of Jesus. Every artery, every vein, every capillary be opened in the name of Jesus so that the blood may circulate through your body the way that you were created by God. In the name of Jesus. Every sickness, every disease. Now, Lord, every fear, I rebuke fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That fear that's coming against you, it did not come from God. And we hold back that darkness in the name of Jesus. Every fear, you must go. You must go. You must go. There's another back being healed right now. There's another back. Someone's being released in your back right now. Thank you, Father. Every fear, come out. Every worry. Every anxious moment, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing, which means he didn't give you anxiety. I bind that. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every discouragement, every depressing moment, every depressing thought. I rebuke any, any thought of suicide or doing some kind of bodily harm to yourself. I rebuke that thought. And I rebuke the thought of you thinking that you're some kind of worm, that you are not deserving. I rebuke the idea that you do not deserve the things of God. That's a lie perpetrated on you by the devil. I curse it and I bind that off of you in the name of Jesus. You, listen friend, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You, my friend, were made only a little bit lower than the angel. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because greater is he who's in you than he that is in the world. I rebuke that feeling of, of not being worthy. It's not a question of worthiness. It's a question of God's goodness. And God is a good God and his mercy endureth forever. I pray over each and every one of you. I pray over your finances as you sowed your seed today unto the Lord through this ministry, through this church. You have a Bible covenant right to believe for him to open you the windows of heaven and to pour you out a blessing so much so that there's not enough room to receive it. And Lord, I call in that transfer of wealth into the hands of those who sow. The hands of the righteous, because that's who it's coming to. It's coming into the hands of those who sow. 
who are open unto God and not closed off. I pray over you in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your family, in your, 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 in your job, in every area of your life, from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name. Now, one more time, take your hands like this. And say, devil, I have Jesus' name. And in the authority of that name, I say no. Not today, devil. I'm holding back the darkness in the name of Jesus. You can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my finances. You can't have my health. You can't hide my emotions. You cannot have what God has given to me because it's mine. And I take authority over you and I hold back your darkness in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise this morning. Give him praise. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. God hath given us a name. The name of his son. His name is higher than anything that's coming against you. What a joy it is to be here. To be with you all this morning. And to get to go back out on the freeway this afternoon. The 15 to the 91. Hallelujah. I'm going to be like this all the way. <laughs> Praise God. God has not fallen off the throne. Remember that. God has not fallen off the throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, the devil thought he had stopped Paul from going to Rome when they were shipwrecked. He was trying to kill him. Thought he'd stopped him. And when he got there and was safe, he thought he could get him with a snake. And the snake bit him, but he shook it off. And did you know that Malta, called Melita in the Bible, today, per capita, there are more Christians in Malta than in any other nation on earth per capita. And they credit it to the Apostle Paul being shipwrecked there. They still celebrate St. Paul's Day and they have a St. Paul parade. I saw it online. Per capita, there are more Christians in Malta than any other place on earth. The devil intended to stop Paul, but he couldn't do it. And he can't stop you unless you let him. So when he tries to stop you, not today, devil. Say that out loud. Not today. I can see you driving your car like this now. Don't do that. Don't drive just in the parking lot. <laughs> praise God. Let's give the Lord a great shout of praise. Pastor. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We trust you've enjoyed this message. 
Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.